0: Hi, this is Ananda, President of the Hare Krishna Community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskconofdc.org. That's dc.org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk.
1: A cupcake. So we'll start with some prayers. in we'll sing along. Om Ajnana Timirandasya, Jnana Janashalakaya, Chakshurunmilitam yena, Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam, Stapitam Yena Bhutale, Swayam Rupa Kadamayam, Dadati Swapadantikam, Vanchakalpa Tarubyascha, Krupa Sindhubya Evacha, paditanaam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha nama om vishnu padaya krishna preshtaya bhutale srimate bhakti vedanta swami niti namine, namaste saraswate deve gauravani pracharine Nirvishesha shunyavadi Pashyatyade Satarine, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaitha Gadhadara, Shrivasadhi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare. So I was thinking how a very unlikely set of people are going to speak today. So, and this room has um, with us uh, many exalted Vaishnavas. So we humbly seek your permission and blessings so we may speak something uh, beneficial. We also bow down to the feet of so many mothers that are present in the room and seek your blessings. As we use this opportunity to recognize and appreciate motherhood on uh, this very special occasion of uh, Mother's Day. So I personally have not been a biological mother so far, but uh, I have been a daughter. So I can speak from the perspective of being a daughter and being uh, blessed and being at the receiving end of... uh, you know, receiving so many blessings of so many mothers within this community and my own mother and um, Radharani and so many mothers like this. So I can speak from that daughter's perspective, from the receiving end. And also, like, motherhood has uh, so much more to do um, over and above biology, also. We can realize this uh, very quickly, we can notice this. Um, the biological mother is important. She's given a very prominent position uh, in our scriptures. You know, She carries the baby in the womb and uh, goes through one of the most painful processes of birth. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Sarvayonishukantaya murtaya Sambhavantiya, Tasham Brahma Mahadyonir Aham Bija Pratapita Which means that we have to go through the process of birth. So everybody, all living species are, uh, you know, made possible in this material nature by birth. So, uh, so and, and Krishna is the seed-giving father. So all of us had experienced birth and we came here. And uh, Krishna uses the mother as the instrument and the medium through which uh, to give birth. So... Um, so that is the that is why the biological mother has a very important position and uh, and then after the baby takes birth it does not end there she has to feed the baby protect the baby and uh, you know change the nappies clean and cook so and the fact that we made it we survived that process and uh, you know, when, when we were babies, we were totally vulnerable and totally oblivious to our surroundings. All we knew was to cry, cry out for the mother. And uh, but then we survived. We were, we grew up. That means that uh, there were some individuals in our life that uh, that made that selfless sacrifice and took care of us, and uh, brought us up. So. So. So this idea of gratitude helps us to recognize the individuals that uh, helped us grow up and uh, make it and and flourish in this world. It's, It's very important, this quality of gratitude in spiritual life, it's very important because it opens our heart and it helps us to receive the love and the blessings that are there. So that is why we can recognize our mothers. And, uh, um, and and this selfless love and service is so essential for us to grow up. It, it is and it, it was and it is essential for us to grow up. And maybe some of us did not have our biological mothers by our side. Maybe a family members raised us, or our father, a foster parent, you know, sometimes uh, my husband mothers me, but he has to cook and clean for me when I'm sick, and I have to mother my husband. So this this kind of nurture and care is, uh, you know, that is what makes up motherhood, selfless service. So, and all these details could be taken for granted because uh, we are given this unconditional love freely. So... So we have received so much. So that's why it's important to be consciously grateful, to recognize those gifts that we have received so that we we don't take these things for granted, all these details. So in the scriptures, there's the mention of seven mothers. I'll, uh, I'll just read it out, exactly what it is. Atma mata guru patni brahmani rajapatnika deenur dhatri tatha saptaita so in english uh, it translates to the biological mother like like we already discussed the second is gurupatni which is spiritual masters and mentors so in vedic culture uh, you know the, the wife always took the this is in general there are some special cases but the wife took the same profession and designation as the husband. So that is why, like, you know, he has, when it says Guru patni, the wife of the spiritual master, in our present context, we can take it as our spiritual master sometimes, or our spiritual mentors, our teachers. And Brahmani, which is the wife of a, a Brahman, so that is also, we have priests, that uh, so many pujaris that do so much service behind the scenes in taking care of the temple. They are also like our mothers. They are to be worshipped and treated as our mothers. And then uh, Raja Patnika, this is the wife of the king. So again, the leaders, our temple president is also a mother and to be respected as a mother. And, and, and we have so many leaders in our lives, so many teachers and leaders that led us in our lives. So they are all to be treated as our mothers. And then, uh, Dhenur. Dhenur is mother cow. She gave us a very valuable substance of milk. If you look for, like, uh, you know, if you look for pure ghee, that's. Uh, that's just made from cow milk. it's it's so expensive now it, and so much mixing happens and uh, I challenge you to look for like pure ghee and tell me the brand because I have not found uh, we, we try we keep trying different brands, but it's very hard to find it, especially in this day and age. so so the cow just eats a little bit grass and gives uh, th- that valuable substance of ghee and milk to nourish the baby and you know even our brain tissues are nourished by milk. Prabhupada would say, so the cow is very much our mother. And then dhatri is the nurse. So like we said, grandmothers, nannies that took care of us, aunts, foster mothers, so all of these are also to be considered as mother. And then Mother Earth. What do we have in our possession position that is not from Mother Earth? Can you think of anything that you buy on Amazon that is not from Mother Earth? So she's quite a provider. She gives us everything that we have and everything that we need. So these were the seven mothers. And, and of course, like Mother Nature is quite a teacher and so many other mothers, we, we've been showered with so many blessings, really. So, so I want to open up to uh, one question that I'll ask. So let us all take a moment to uh, think of some of the things we are grateful to our mother for. So let us take a moment, and then if anybody is ready, they can share. Okay.
2: I'm grateful that my mother brought me the saying of God and spirituality from the very beginning
1: of my life. Thank you. Yes, that kind of spiritual values and foundation that's so much required for us to grow up in a spiritual way is, uh, is provided by the mother, yeah, definitely. Okay? The value of acceptance. Wonderful. Nice. Okay, My last.
2: Uh, just for me, uh,
3: family unity, because my brothers are all over the place, but, you know, when mm-hmm. she... When she's there, she brings us all together, which we normally would never be together. <laughs> nice.
1: nice. Family unity, yeah. Very important service. Yeah. One so, more. I'm We're all to share. Okay, so I'm grateful. Okay, just, just one ahead. more. <laughs> <is so> <laughs> no, no,
4: no. Oh. <coughs> I just want to add that Manusmati says yatra yatra nari pujyante, tatra, tatra devata ramante. So this is when ladies are worshipped, that is the place. Uh, God God says they live there, Mm -hmm. so there's a very big connection and according to our Puranas They say Uma Sankar, Radha Krishna, Sita Ram, lady comes first Uh See, and I (laughs) want (laughs) to (laughs) say third thing. I want to say third thing that Biologically Mother contributes much more the ovum has nucleus plus mitochondria other genes male has only sperm nucleus so mother is contributing biologically more than the male, plus taking care for nine months in the womb. So it's a furthermore contribution. So mother contribution is much more biologically and spiritually as well.
1: Great, thank Sorry. you. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I'm running out of time because I want to give a chance to my co-speakers. But I'm grateful to my mother for three things. I, I don't want to miss this. So, for her selfless service in nourishing me physically, cooking, cleaning, and myriad other things, for um, for her encouragement and appreciation, you know, even the important feedback and chastisement I sometimes received, so I can grow up and learn, uh, and be mature and become a decent person. And also, you know, for all, all the um, spiritual values that she taught me. She was a devout worshiper of Vishnu, fortunately. So I, 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 the basic spiritual foundation and values that I got that really um, kept me running in my life and build my spiritual life over, that important foundation that was given by my mother. And also, lastly, I I was hearing how like pure love transcends not only mundane... Um, selfishness, but also it transcends peace. So, like uh, I'm grateful for all the anxiety that she took in uh, helping me grow up. Especially like I remember that uh, all the anxiety that she felt in my, you know, late teenage years when I I was getting into college admissions. It was very palpable for me. She was really anxious. and also uh, a little bit later after that for me to get married and uh, yeah she she went through a lot for uh, all of that and then after marriage she is only left with uh, tears of separation so so this was uh, so this is like you know that selfless love it transcends even mundane peace so yeah, and lastly, I want to mention that uh, nothing is separate from Krishna. Krishna says, "Aham sarvasya prabhavaha, That everything emanates from me. In Bhagavad Gita he says that. And that, uh, sanatana, That every living being is a part and parcel of Krishna, including our mothers. So all that love and strength that the mothers are able to give, the source is Krishna. So whether we are in the position of being a daughter in the receiving end or a son or we are mothers in our position of serving other people we should be mindful of our source and uh, be grateful also to krishna and his consort radharani the feminine counterpart because she is also described as uh, jagannatharam she is the mother of the universe and so and when we are mindful of this and we are grateful and we nurture our relationship with god Krishna and Radha, then uh, we won't be lost in feelings of controllership and attachment and unnecessary anger and fall into the material pool. But we'll always remain above those things, above those lower tendencies. So with that, I'll pass it over to uh, a real mother, Shushma.
3: Hare Krishna, dear devotees, Uh, first of all, I want to thank Ananda Vrindavan Mataji and Sugandha for very kindly allowing me to speak today. I am not at all qualified. There are so many more qualified mothers who are present here today. Uh, I have accepted to uh, to speak only to serve uh, and to take blessings from all of you. As we all know, today is Mother's Day. I want to wish all the beautiful mothers who are present here a very happy Mother's Day. Um, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. It is the topmost literature in all of Vedic wisdom. And we we see that Srimad Bhagavatam is full of very elaborate descriptions of stories of many glorious mothers. One such illustrious mother is a queen and an exalted devotee. She is the mother of Lord's dear most devotees. She is so dear to Krishna that he is personally ready to touch her feet. Yet she is very humble, submissive and simple. Although she is more than a Paramahansa in knowledge and devotion, she considers herself as an ordinary woman such a chaste devotee of the Lord that Sukhadeva Goswami has placed her prayers in the very beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam. And uh, she is the only woman who has come up with such profound prayers of deep philosophical conviction. Uh, I would like to ask if any one of you can guess who this personality may be. Uh, Yes. Yes, it is Kunti, Mother Kunti, Kunti Maharani. Um, Mother Kunti, she is situated in the most confidential knowledge of the Lord. She knows the supreme position of Lord Sri Krishna. In her prayers, she says, O oh Lord, although you are the vital force and the unborn, you take birth. You are the original person. You are the eternal time, the supreme controller. You are without beginning and end. You are the all-permissive soul of the universe. You are the master of the senses. Alakshayam Sarvabhutanam Antar Bahir Avastitam. Although you are not seen by ordinary men, you are present both inside and outside. And there is no one in this world who's more merciful than you through her prayers we see that she has uh, we see that she is truly knowledgeable and most intelligent Srila prabhupada in chaitanya charitamrita says that krishna yei bhaje sei bada chatur anyone who has taken to krishna consciousness he is to be considered most fortunate and most intelligent i personally see mother kunti as a role model for all the aspiring devotee mothers. Although she's is aunt of Krishna, she's practically at the level of Mother Yashoda. Unlike Mother Yashoda and Devaki, she's ver- she very well knows the supreme position of Lord Shri Krishna. Similarly, we all know that Krishna is God. We all are trying to establish our lost relationship with Krishna in various rasas of Sakya. Dasya, Vatsalya, and Madhurya. However, in the present age and time, sometimes ordinary people may think that if a woman is progressing on the path of Krishna Krishna Bhakti, going to the temple, associating with devotees, she may somehow be neglectful of her duties um, to her family and household responsibility. It is a very big misconception. In a very famous speech by Srila Bhakti Tirtha Swami Maharaj, he says, one can become a better Hindu, a better Muslim, a better Christian simply by taking up Krishna consciousness. I want to add a few more lines to it by saying that one can become a better mother, a better father, a better son, and a better daughter just by taking up Krishna consciousness. It is because when one becomes a devotee of the Lord, they begin to understand their constitutional position as a servant of the Lord. Adding Krishna bhakti to your life is like adding love to your heart. Our Our consciousness shifts from being an enjoyer to being a servant. One starts to see all their relationships in connection with Krishna, and wants to serve each other in a living, in a loving spirit. And there is a famous pastime of Krishna with Draupadi and Pandavas where Durvasa Muni and his disciples automatically become satisfied uh, by uh, satisfied after Krishna eats a grain of rice from Draupadi's Akshapatra. Similarly, when Krishna is pleased with our service, all the other demigods the ancestors, the family members are, can also be pleased. In the beginning, however, in the beginning, there may be tests and difficulties, just like when someone takes up a job as a government uh, servant, they have to go through various clearances and checks. Similarly, Maya Devi being the agent of the supreme government of the Lord, she tests us very rigidly to make sure that we are suitable to go back, to, go back home to Krishna. Scriptures guide us, and Srila Prabhupada explains that this material world is a place of misery where there is danger at every step. Kunti Devi and her sons, the Pandavas, were faced with many, many difficulties. Mother Kunti, being a devotee, could see that Krishna alone is protecting them from all the calamities. In her exalted position, she wishes that let these calamities come again and again so that I could see Krishna again and again. So beautiful. Therefore, we should never forget uh, Krishna's promise in Bhagavad Gita that I quickly deliver those who who see me as their only refused. Story of Mother Kunti teaches us that success of life is defined as In any situation of life, we should never forget Krishna, and we should always take shelter of the lotus feet of Sri Krishna. Mother Kunti is so great that she not only saved her children from material death, she also saved them from spiritual death. Uh, What is spiritual death? Uh, Spiritual death is forgetfulness of supreme personality of Godhead. It is said that when one person becomes a devotee from a family, he not only saves himself, he also saves the 21 generations before and after him. We uh, we sometimes observe on the street uh, a small child walking with his mother. Um, the child wants to be independent. He wants to walk away from the mother, um, but whenever a stranger approaches, whenever there is a dog close by, he always runs back to his mother. Similarly, we have walked away from Krishna. If we simply run towards Krishna, we will be saved. Srila Adi Shankaracharya says that there is none equal to mother to nourish the body. The mother goes through great troubles during pregnancy, unbearable pain during childbirth, She serves her child with great love and affection. These motherly instincts uh, of nurture, love, and protection are very crucial for the initial stage of the infant. However, as the baby grows bigger, the human mother has a greater responsibility. Shastra says that if you do not know the aim of life, you should not become a mother. You should not become a father. You should not become a guru. But where is this education? Where, who's teaching about the aim of life? It is not available in any school or university. Therefore, when there is a difficulty in life, people turn to alcohol, drugs, and violence. There is no real education, Srila Prabhupada says. He often quotes Chanakya Pandita, a great politician In his work, Aniti Shastra, he gave a definition of a learned scholar. He says, what is the standard of education? Who is perfect in education? Who is a pandita? He says, the educated man who sees another's wife as his mother, another's property as untouchable garbage, and sees all the other equal to himself. For example... If I feel hurt by something, and if I do the same thing to others, it, it's, it's not, I don't feel good about it. If, if, I, if you cut a throat, if, if someone cuts my throat or someone cuts my head, I feel so much pain. But um, still, we are cutting the heads of so many innocent animals. This is not education. This is, the, uh, this is the test of education. The, the Vedic culture says that one should see every woman except his own wife as mother. There are so many uh, uh, crime against women in the society today, but if this one simple principle is followed, these crimes can automatically disappear from the society. We are very fortunate that we are able to learn from such great personalities. We should aspire to walk on the footsteps of such great personalities like Kunti Devi and try to give this valuable knowledge to, uh, which is meant for humans, to our family, to our children. Sometimes we may be discouraged when our children and family members don't want to take this uh, beautiful, these beautiful teachings. But as mothers, I think we should try to live by example and leave rest to Guru and Krishna. Thank you very much.
5: Thank you so much, Rashmi and Sushma Mataji. What a wonderful talk. You covered everything. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> but uh, I'll add few of my thoughts. Um, So I was thinking that everyone wants to love and be loved. We are all looking for perfect relationships. We are looking for a perfect husband, a perfect lover, a perfect son, a perfect friend. Someone who loves us unconditionally. Someone who would never leave us. And someone who would always be there with us whenever we need him. Right? So George Harrison, he writes in the beginning of Krishna book, that actually everybody is looking for Krishna. Some don't realize it that they are, but they are. Because Krishna, he's perfect in everything in his beauty, in his loving dealings with his devotees, in his reciprocation with all his devotees. So we should understand that only and only relationship with Krishna can fully satisfy our soul. Our soul is eternal and Krishna is eternal. And we have an eternal relationship with Krishna. We can make Krishna our master, our friend, our lover, our son. There are five prominent rasas that we can have with Krishna. We have shantaras, dasya sakhe, vatsalle and madhurai. Neutrality, servitude, fraternity, parenthood and conjugal love. Srila Prabhupada said, you should make Krishna your son. If you make Krishna your son, your son will never die. He will never leave you and he will take care of you whenever you need him. So we should make Krishna our son. We should become the mother of Krishna. So those who are attracted to Krishna in Vatsaleras, we should take the example of following the footsteps of Mother Yeshoda. She tops in the category of Vatsaleras. And what is the glory of Mother Yeshoda? The Lord, who is the source and maintainer of everyone, who, who gives food, clothing and shelter to everyone, that Lord, he becomes completely dependent on Mother Yashoda. And Yeshoda thinks that, oh, if I don't feed Krishna, then Krishna will die. She, she cooks for Krishna 50 times a day. And the Lord, whose name is Charan, that's one name of Krishna, means whoever takes shelter of him, he becomes fearless. And that Lord Krishna, he when he becomes afraid of thunder and lightning, he hides behind Mother Yashoda's sari. And Krishna, he runs in fear of Mother Yashoda's stick, we hear in the damodar Leela pastime. So the question is asked, is Krishna really fearful of Mother Yashoda, or is he acting that he's fearful? So our Acharya say that actually Krishna is not acting, he's Really scared of Mother Yeshoda's stick. And why is that? Because the love of Mother Yeshoda has conquered Krishna. Krishna becomes conquered by the pure love of his devotees. And he forgets that he is the Supreme Lord. And because of her intense love, Mother Yeshoda, she thinks of Krishna as an ordinary child. Even if there's there so many extraordinary activities and so many opulences that Krishna is showing every single day, Mother Yashoda she thinks, oh, my Krishna is my ordinary child. He's dependent on me. He's my baby. When Krishna, he lifted Govardhan Hill for seven days, seven nights, and he kept the hill down at the end of the seventh day, everybody was happy. Everybody was embracing Krishna. There was one person who was unhappy, and that was Mother Yashoda. She was thinking, Krishna, You naughty boy, how many times I've told you not to do all these things. Your hands must be paining. Come, let me massage your hands. You should let Nanda Baba do all these things. Why did you pick up the hill? Like that, she's scolding Krishna. When Krishna goes to the forest to herd the cows, Mother Yashoda says, look Krishna, they're going to be ferocious animals in the forest. they are going to be demons. Sometimes rain will come. But you don't fear. Always take the name of Narayan whenever you fear. Everything will be okay. She instructs Balram and the other kahod boys, you should protect Krishna. Balram, you stay in the front of Krishna. Sridam, you stay on the left side of Krishna. Subal, you stay on the right side of Krishna. Make sure that Krishna eats his lunch. Make sure he doesn't climb the tall trees. Keep a watch on him. Like that, she's instructing all the boys. She says to Krishna, Krishna, I know that you'll be busy playing in the forest with your friends and you will forget to eat your lunch. So come on, eat half of your lunch right now. By the way, Krishna just had his big breakfast and mother asked him to eat half of his lunch. And Krishna, very politely, he agrees to his mother's command. Mother Yashoda, she is not ready to leave Krishna. She is following Krishna deep into the forest for a long distance. And Krishna finally, he has to beg at the mother's feet, beg her to, Mother, please, please go back. Let me go with my friends to the forest. Krishna knows that he can't perform any of his naughty activities if his mother is around. So like that, we can see the sweet relationship between Mother Yashoda and Krishna. There are many lessons to be learned from Mother Yashoda. We see that Mother Yashoda is always meditating on Krishna. Oh, is Krishna safe? Why is he late? He must be home by now. Where is he? Has he eaten his lunch? Like that, she's always meditating on Krishna. In Srimad Bhagavatam, we read that um, uh, Yashoda is chanting mantras. She's praying to Lord Vishnu. She's putting protective talismans on Krishna because she's fearful of losing Krishna. In the same way, we should be meditating on Krishna, constantly thinking about Krishna, chanting the Hare Krishna mantra in whatever work we are doing. We should be fearful of forgetting Krishna. We should be fearful of Maya, distractions that would take us away from Krishna. Oh, if I watch this TV, if I talk to this person, if I go into that association, if I go to this party, if I eat this food outside... I will lose my Krishna consciousness. I will lose Krishna. So that fear should be there in a devotee. Mother Yashoda is teaching. When Yashoda, she was getting complaints from the gopis because Krishna was stealing butter in the gopis' houses. Yashoda was thinking, oh, maybe Krishna is not finding the butter in our house to be tasty. That's why he's stealing others' butter. So let me make the best, tastiest butter for Krishna. So Mother Yashoda, she gets up, Really early in the morning, and she engages herself in you know, churning butter. And while she is churning the butter, her mind, in her mind, she is meditating on Krishna's pastimes, and she is singing songs of Krishna. So we see that Mother Yashoda, she surrendered her body, her mind, and her words in serving Krishna. Mothers have a very important service for krishing, uh, for cooking bhoga for Krishna. We, many of us have deities at our home. Krishna says, If one offers me with love and devotion, a leaf, a fruit, a flower, water, I will accept it. So not only the offering to Krishna has to be made with love and devotion, but when we get grocery, when we get vegetables from the market, We should be thinking, oh, this is for Krishna. This is for my Krishna. What does Krishna like to eat today? Let me get that for Krishna. Or when we grow vegetables in our garden, that those vegetables should be sown with love. The offering should be prepared with love and offering should be offered to Krishna with love. Love is the main ingredient that Krishna is tasting. And then the prasad remnants that we get after offering If the family eats that prasad remnants very quickly, they will be freed from all the sins and they will get Krishna prem in their hearts. So mothers, they have a very important service of cooking food in the right consciousness. Not being angry or agitated or talking mundane gossip things while cooking. No, they should be in proper consciousness while meditating on Krishna or hearing some Krishna katha or hearing some chanting of Hare Krishna mantra. So mothers, they control the consciousness of the entire family. Mother Yashoda is teaching us. Also we see that Yashoda, she puts her heart and soul into getting the best to Krishna. She gets the highest quality milk for preparing all the preparations for Krishna, the yogurt, butter, and sweets that are made. So she gets this milk from her eight Padma Gandhagaos. Cows And these cows only eat fragrant grass. So the milk produced from the seven Padmagandha cows is fed to the eighth Padmagandha cow. And the milk from the eighth cow, that's the one that is used to make all the preparations for Krishna. So we can see that, um, we can learn from Mother Yashoda how bhakti means to endeavor, to work hard for Krishna's pleasure. So when we do something, for Krishna, we have to try our best to give our best to Krishna and to do it for only Krishna's pleasure. Attention to detail is a sign of love. We want to do pure bhakti. Like mothers, you know, they are working selflessly from morning to night for their family, for their children. In the same way, our love for Krishna should be selfless, unconditional, Morning to night, we need to work hard in our services to please Krishna. In the Damodar Lila pastime, we see that Mother Yashoda is trying to tie Krishna out of love because she feels that oh, Krishna will perform some mischief and will get himself in trouble. So let me bind Krishna. That is the reason she is trying to bind Krishna. And we see that from morning to night, she is trying to tie Krishna with the ropes, but the rope is always two fingers too short. She uses all the ropes in her house and the neighboring gopis' houses, but again, it's not working. So because of Mother Yashoda's hard labor, her whole body gets covered with perspiration. And then when one drop of that perspiration falls on Krishna's body, Krishna's heart melts. He feels compassion for his mother. And his heart melted. Krishna becomes conquered He became conquered by looking at the determination of his mother in trying to bind him. And so Krishna gave his mercy and the knot was tied. So here in this pastime we see that Yashoda, she was facing three obstacles in trying to bind Krishna. She was getting exhausted. She was receiving failure. And she was receiving criticism from other gopis. The other gopis were telling Yashoda, it's pointless trying to bind Krishna. Today is his good day, God is with him. You are uselessly wasting your time trying to bind Krishna. So she was facing three of these obstacles. But despite of all these failures, Ushura kept trying, she remained determined. In the same way as mothers, we sometimes are struggling very hard with managing all the different responsibilities we have, you know, as a, at home, as a wife, at work, as an employee, as a daughter-in-law, as a mother, and as a devotee. We are sometimes struggling very hard. So sometimes we experience failure, we experience criticism, and we become dejected. But as Mother Yeshoda, she is trying to teach us to stay determined in our efforts to bind Krishna, which it means to continue to progress in Krishna consciousness, which is our first priority, our first responsibility. If we become Krishna conscious, then automatically our family members, our children will become Krishna conscious. And when Krishna is pleased seeing our endeavors in trying to satisfy Krishna, then Krishna will give his mercy and you know we will progress and our family will progress in Krishna consciousness. So these were some of the reflections and some lessons learned from Mother Yeshoda And I was reading that um, Srila Prabhupada's mother, Srimati Rajni Devi, she was just like Yashoda. Srila Prabhupada says in his words, Mother Yashoda would chant mantras in the morning to protect Krishna from all the dangers throughout the day. When Krishna killed some demons, she thought it was due to her chanting. And my mother would do the same. See, Srila Prabhupada's mother, she raised Srila Prabhupada with love and compassion. She would observe so many vows and rituals and offer so many prayers for the protection of Abhay. When Abhay would go out to play, she would put a drop of saliva on her hand and then touch his forehead. At Abhay's birth, she made a vow to eat with her left hand until the day Abhay asks, Mother, why are you eating with your left hand? She took that vow for the protection of her child. And she also put an iron bangle around her leg. So Abhay, uh, he had a very sweet relationship with his mother. He would braid her hair. He would some, sometimes apply alta on her feet. So we can see that such a sweet relationship exists, and um, her mother raised his mother raised him with such love and compassion. But most importantly, they focused on Srila Prabhupada's getting spiritual education and spiritual blessings. Srila Prabhupada's father Gaur Mohande and his mother would regularly invite sadhus at their home and they would feed them prasad and respect them and take care of them and the only blessing they asked from those sadhus was please bless our child Abhay so that he becomes a devotee of Srimati Radharani so we can see that how Abhay was raised with such love and care and in a devotional environment and this Abhay grew up to become Srila Prabhupada who has saved and who continues to save so many suffering souls, including myself, and has made millions of devotees and many more to come. So we can see it's a great service to raise your child as a Krishna conscious devotee. Srila Prabhupada said, take care of these children. If you can make one child Krishna conscious, it is a great service. Krishna will be very pleased so we should make our efforts to make our children our family members krishna conscious that is the nature of mother actually mother the quality of mother is to be compassionate and soft hearted and caring and we should be like that not only to our biological children or biological family but to everyone in the world vasudeva kutumbakam it's said that the entire world is one family so because everybody is part and parcel of Krishna. By showing compassion and care to everyone around us, especially by preaching and spiritually guiding you know, people in Krishna consciousness, moving them closer to Krishna, we should become the mother of the whole world. So that was my thoughts, and I want to end with the gratitude to my own mother. Um, without whom I would be nowhere. So I would read a poem that I have. My dear mom, from your womb to your lap, I have had the safest home on earth. From your hug to your kiss, I have felt the purest of love. From your soft slaps to teary prayers, I have seen the purest care. From my birth to my death, you will always be my first love. You have sacrificed so much and did so much hard work so that I get the best. I'm forever, forever indebted to you. I wish to tell you at every moment of my life how much I love you. And I'm so grateful for you to accept me as your daughter.
0: So. Um. That has brought tears to your father's eye. <laughs> Her parents here today. How wonderful! So I Thank have you. so
5: one, one question that we can. Oh, good, end good, with. good, good, good. So, if you can, um, anyone can share some reflections that you have hearing three of our talks. You can share any points that has touched your heart. Or you can also share something that you would um, do uh, to become a better, um, you know, son or a better daughter or a better mom after hearing us today. So if you can, anyone can
3: share. I think the lesson that I learned today is uh, lead by being a role model and uh, don't push your children. Uh, It's because today was Mother's Day and I wanted to have my kids here and they have their AP exams and all that so they couldn't come. But I feel like, you know, Krishna... Got it. He'll he'll handle
0: it and he'll bring them when they need to come.
5: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: You. That, sound,
2: that. Hey, Krishna Majis. Thank you so much for your wonderful talk today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was thinking about my relationship with my own mother and, um, we've had a very, I could say, like, tumultuous relationship, but ever since I've, you know, my mother raised me, I grew up Roman Catholic, and so my mother always raised me to be, oh, okay, my mother always raised me to be a very spiritual person, and so when I found Krishna Consciousness, like, three years ago, and then in becoming a devotee, I've seen the relationship between me and my mother grow, and so <clears throat> I went home, like, not too long ago, I'm from Baltimore, so... I went home like not too long ago, and I was talking to my mom, and <clears throat> there's this really nice Hare Krishna documentary called Hare Krishna, the Man, the Movement. And I said, Mom, you should watch this documentary. Like, please watch this documentary of me. So we watched the documentary together. It's about Trila Prabhupada and how he came over here and all the sacrifices he made to spread Krishna consciousness to the West. And she said, oh, that was such a beautiful documentary. Like, what an incredible man. And it meant so much to me to share, like, my journey in Krishna consciousness with my mother. And we were eating, and I was praying, and she was like, oh, maybe I'll pray to Krishna. I was like, that would be wonderful, Mom. Please do that. Like, that would be wonderful. So just being Krishna conscious, I've seen my relationship with my mother grow, and it's one of the, <clears throat> like, biggest benefits that I didn't expect but I'm so grateful for. So I just wanted to share that.
5: Yeah.
4: Prabhupada has often said that the love that a mother has for a child is the closest to genuine spiritual love in this material world.
1: Um, So one thing that that really um, touched me um, about what you said about we should be fearful of being away from Krishna. Like whenever we're about to watch something on TV or um, having some association that is maybe not Krishna conscious or, um, you know, going out to eat or anything, anything that we do that takes us away from Krishna, we should be fearful of that because then we're, we're, we're losing Krishna. Um, so that really touched me.
0: Thank you. Haribala, I just wanted to say Happy Mother's Day to my mom. Mm -hmm. And I feel so blessed to be sitting here with her. I'm lucky to have her in my life. Thank you. Yay!
3: (laughs) Yep. Well, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. And I think one thing that stood out after listening to all the moms is... As a mother, I think, uh, I can only speak for myself, I'm sure all of you are great mothers, I sometimes we have expectations from our children, and listening to all of the moms, whether it was Kunti or Ishoda, it's like, they did not have expectations, they only wanted to serve their children. I think they saw their kids as a gift of God, and I would like to see my children the same way, and not have expectations.
0: Oh, beautiful, thank you. Okay, well, I think it's time for lunch. And uh, a reminder again, uh, first of all, please thank our beautiful, wonderful speakers today. Every single one of you spoke so beautifully and and brought such a nice angle. And really, everybody's still sitting here, right? And if one person was doing all of that, we might. But because it was divided in three, it really worked. It was really lovely. Thank you. we do have our recordings of all our classes, our Sunday talks, on our SoundCloud page, um, which is on our website. Uh, we have, on Tuesday night, we're just going to do some bhajans and kirtan here to honor Mother Sita, because it's her appearance day, this Tuesday, and the, the big festival is next Saturday. Thank goodness it wasn't this Saturday, or we would have had a lot of rain. So next Saturday, we'll be having a festival in the evening for Lord Nishringa Dave. Um, with Kirtan and Abhishek, and maybe Lord Dev himself will appear. Um, let's see. Um, and in the meantime, please uh, have a wonderful week in Krishna Consciousness. Sign up for our e-newsletter. You can, it, the QR code is there, and if you get that, uh, that'll keep you up to date with all of uh, our goings-on. Did you have a quick announcement to make? Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, good, very good, very good. Thank you all very much. Um, chant Hare Krishna. Take shelter of Krishna.